Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. I'm Diego. I'm joined by Amy, but we are not joined by Damon today. No, I think Jamin, Damon decided that uh, it might be a nice Mother's Day gift for me not to have to argue with him tonight. That's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 we are joined today by our good friend Mark. Say hello, Mark. Hello, what's going on, y'all? And you might remember Mark was here when we discussed Cobra Kai. So this is not Mark's first uh, Boomtron rodeo with us. So I am here right, so. and ready to boogie. <laughs> so welcome, welcome. Uh, you know, we, we wish Damon a speedy recovery, but we'll see what we got today. If the ratings are really, really high for today's show, then I mean. we might have to have... We might have to have a behind-the-scenes conversation with Damon uh, later on. The week. Sorry, Share Damon. with all your friends, people. Share with all your friends. <laughs> so before we get into it, today we're going to talk about Jupiter's Legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Amy, Mark, did you guys happen to watch anything new on Netflix this week or last week? Before I did. I did. I watched Mitchell's versus the Machines, um, right. which was a Netflix movie. And you know that I love Netflix kids series, but I'm always disappointed by Netflix kids movies. Loved this one. It was so, so good from start to finish. Uh, the whole everybody who watched it here, we were thoroughly entertained, thoroughly entertained. I loved it. I loved it. I, I, loved it. I caught bits and pieces of it because my son has watched it maybe 10 times already (laughs) and it looks it looks pretty legit actually it looks like something that i would definitely enjoy i I think i caught definitely the last 20 to 25 minutes of it Uh and it was good it was good i like the animation was really good yes i really like the animation in it and it and it was a little different the animation yes like i I love that yeah, I enjoyed what great. little bits and pieces I did see. It looked entertaining. It looked good. So okay, I give and that one a thumbs up. Did you and, see that one, Mark? Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna echo the chorus here. Uh, I, th- I thought it was fantastic, and I watched it a couple times with my kids too. Uh, okay, but um, I think the just like you said, that different style of animation, almost like a pop culture overlay yeah. on top of what they mm-hmm. were doing, I thought was really clever, and I love the voice talent in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. I, thought, mm-hmm. I thought they were great. I do too. I did too. Um, the other thing I watched was, and I, I'll be honest, I'm I'm on the last episode, but I haven't finished it yet, and I kind of don't want to. But I've been watching the second season of Selena. Um, uh, I, haven't, that, I haven't started yet. Oh, it's so like now as they're getting closer and closer, um, you know, to to the end of the story. I guess it's it's so interesting. Um, you know, if you know what happens, to kind of watch the build up to this eventual conclusion of the story, and it's really well done, really, really well done. And just again, I, I love. It's it's actually it's a very family friendly show too. Um, but just <laughs> just watching her family interact with each other and and watching, I don't know. There's there's really nothing about that series that I don't thoroughly love. Thoroughly yeah, that's love. definitely on my agenda. Like top of the agenda for this coming week to you know bang that show out 
I know my mom right. started it. She, she 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 had a lot of good things to say about it. So definitely looking forward to watching that this week. Okay. Did you watch anything, Mark? Other than you... what we've been watching? Uh, n- not on Netflix. I've been uh, spending okay. a lot of time on Disney Channel because of my children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> help well, me. I, send, um... send help. <laughs> <laughs> I got to finish the season of the second season of The Circle. Okay. So I, I know who won. Uh, I liked oh, it, man. You sh- know no the spoilers. I, I no, no. I know because you're still waiting. <laughs> I am. But my daughter will I, be home uh, this weekend, so I'll watch it then. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I definitely. The person I wanted to win didn't win, unfortunately, but it was good. It was good. It was a little bit different. They had like some little twists from the the first season that okay. I really enjoyed, uh, and it was fun. It was entertaining. It was exactly what I was expecting for that kind of show. So I, I like it. I like the circle. I hope they do another season and keep spicing it up a little bit. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right so let's talk about Jupiter's legacy. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to say right off the bat, I loved this. I, I really did love this. The only complaint that I had the whole show was I cannot look at old man Josh Duhamel's hair. I don't understand why his hair has to be so stringy and greasy just because it's gray and long. Because I there think are a lot he rocks of men it, who man. Ha- oh no, I don't think so. I just looking at that hair. I there are so many men with long hair that keep it nice and shiny, and he's a superhero. Like yeah. images everything when you're a superhero. That hair, and I know this is not the point of the film, but <laughs> of the series. But I it was so distracting to me. Um, that that Agreed. that was a major issue for me. But, I want to chime but in other on that than too. that, <laughs> I love the long locks. I love the long locks. From from the minute the show started, when they were doing the flashback to Chloe and and uh, Brandon being kids, and yeah. he flew in with that beard that looked like he had been trapped in a wind tunnel, like all scraggly. Yeah. I'm like, dude, right. like like he looked like a mental patient, not a, a superhero. And right, I get it. Right. I get it. We're jumping back and forth in time. You're young. You're old. I mean, but there are better ways to indicate that than having the hair get all out of whack. The beards were crazy. Like um, <laughs> Walt's beard. Give me a break. It was awful. Oh, yeah, anyway. the hate hair, on beards. I don't know how I feel the, about this. No, that beard. Those Mark has a beard. Yeah, those <laughs> beards were an issue. Those beards were an issue. But that aside. That aside, I loved this movie, uh, this series. I don't know why I keep calling it a movie. I really, really enjoyed this series. And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it because sometimes when, I don't know, when it's not Marvel or DC and they're trying to pick up a superhero genre, it never quite has the right feel for me. This right. one did. This one did. So yeah. what, did you guys have any overall? Like, I know we're going to give it thumbs up, thumbs down, et cetera, at the end, but. I don't know about loving it, but I okay. definitely enjoyed it. It was good. Okay. It was For me, it was solid. And, and I, 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 it made me, and this is just my comic book side, I guess, coming out. It made me want to go to the comic book store and pick up the, the books to see, like, okay. what it's, to get that aspect of it. Because, you know, sometimes the comic book is way better than the show or whatever. So right. I definitely want I definitely want to uh, peep that down the road, especially if there is going to be a season two. You don't know with Netflix, you know, right? Canceling shows left and right, like they just canceled the Irregulars. Did you see that? <gasps> Get out of no here! Way, really? really? Yeah, they just shut it down. No season two. What? So okay, that's unexpected. So, 
so I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know how they're feeling about Jupiter's legacy, but I enjoyed it. And uh, I thought it was really well done. I love the whole, what I call the, the Batman dilemma, you know, the, the age cold question, like should heroes kill the villain? Mm. Like over, over right. and over again. I know that's one of the big things people say. It's like for Batman, like, why do you keep letting the Joker survive kind of thing? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Uh, so I really like that aspect of the whole show. Uh, I thought the storyline was pretty cool. The effects were pretty well done. It wasn't anything too too cheesy, and I liked it. There were some things I definitely didn't like. Like I think Amy, I texted you at one point. It's like there were slow parts, like a lot yeah. of slow yeah. parts that were just like like episode I think six or seven. One of them was just like a filler. Like I could have done without that that episode. Right. Uh, but overall, I enjoyed it, and I, I hope okay. for the season two. I texted yeah, Amy too. early on too, and I was like, "I'm loving this." Uh, and like, for me, I feel like we we had a decent first date. I would go on a second date, but I'm not in love yet um, because okay. like, <laughs> like the whole setup, the premise, I'm into. It's like a little bit of Watchmen, kind of mm-hmm. that that noir feeling. A little bit of the boys because the heroes are super flawed and violent. I love I love a good gore scene, um, right? And it's got that kind of like if if this was if The Incredibles. You know, wasn't a kids movie. It's like it's got the family dysfunction. I thought there were yeah. a lot of really cool point. layers to juxtapose over each other. But then, you know, just like you were saying, uh, Diego, that uh, like halfway through the show, I'm like, okay, if I hear one more, the world is not black and white; it is shades of gray. Speech. I'm gonna scream. <laughs> right. Like, right. Over and over. And, yeah. Uh, and I just they there had better be a season two because I feel like they could do so much more with it. And if you look at the graphic novels and what they've chosen for the Netflix show, they they cherry picked a tiny little part and they left some major content out. So okay, um, yeah. So I'd like to see it continue. Well, let's dive okay. in then. Let's dive in episode by episode. There were eight episodes in the season, uh, about what fifty five minutes each episode around. Um, according to Netflix, between forty seven and thirty five. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, so way off there. That's all right. They're not terrible. <laughs> right. So and, let's go to yeah, episode the, one, Amy. Okay. So in episode one, it was called By Dawn's Early Light, and Brandon's attempt to live up to his father's high expectations suffers a blow. Sheldon's carefree life as the boss's son comes crashing down in 1929. So that's episode one. Um, I, I was hooked in immediately and interestingly if you listen to the podcast you know that I tend to have an issue sometimes when a show isn't chronological and again I'm starting to think that's just when I've read the book Um, but I loved the back and forth I really loved the back and forth of showing us what's happening and then going back the backstory was so good it was immediately engaging as was the the present story like they jumped right in but they really immediately gave us some context with the backstory. I thought it was great. Um, and I loved this idea. And they told us pretty quickly, too, that the villain used to be one of the heroes, right? This idea mm-hmm. of he was one of us. And that's a, uh, always Fox, a good yeah. story. Yeah, Sky Fox. Like, he's not a villain from the beginning. He's one of us. And now he's bad. And I, I thought that was great. And, you know, immediately they got in with the family dynamic, too. They have the two superhero kids or the two kids who have powers. One of them is trying so hard to be good enough for his dad. The other one wants nothing to do with the whole thing. The, the whole thing just engaged me right away, and I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it, too. And, and it 
Kate gave me a little bit of that, like the Arrowverse, specifically mm. the Arrow with the flashbacks, where it go from present day, then you get the flashbacks of him on the island, and then it goes right. back to the present day and kind of ties it together of what's happening. I do feel that there were times where like if the flashback like came out of nowhere or sometimes mm. or like went okay. back to the future and they didn't tie together, but I think overall I enjoyed it because I do. I I always say this every time we talk about it. I always like a good backstory. Right. And I want to know how things came to be and whatnot. And like you said, yeah, I definitely like that part about, you know, he was a hero and now he's not a hero. And it automatically makes me think, all right, well, why? What happened? What right. happened? What happened within this little group that made this guy go on? So, again, does it tie to the should heroes kill kind of thing? Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, the first episode was good. Definitely. I, I definitely cause I think, Amy, you started it before I did. Yeah, and you were saying that it was good, and then after the first episode, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I can, I can watch this. Yeah. I can get right. into this." And and hats Mark. off to that that first fight scene with Darkstar. I mean, that yes. was insane. Yeah. The special effects in that, and just the, the 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 that that as an intro action sequence, like to to what was to come. I thought that was like top notch. Well, it was funny that, because as I was watching that, like my thought was, it would be like if all the Avengers movies started out with the final fight against um, yeah. Thanos. Thanos. You know, like that's kind of how it felt. Like it felt big and epic and important, mm-hmm. but it was the beginning, you know? And that that was really interesting to me that they were starting off with a fight. Like he was an important villain, you know? Like he wasn't like, oh, let's just fight like some bank robbers at the beginning. Like this was a big deal fight and important people died, you know, and, and I thought that was an interesting way to start it off, too, because you, you have to where, be invested. Mm-hmm. And this is where I talked about should heroes kill because Brandon, the son, right. kills the villain because he's about to kill his dad. Mm-hmm. Right. So he has, he has the choice and it's like I either let him kill you or I got to kill him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so, I, so right off the bat, you get like, oh, man, where is this going? Well, and for me, that was singularly the only interesting thing about Brandon for the entire series. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> me too. I thought he was such a waste of a character. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I, I don't know if you guys want com- uh, graphic novel spoilers or not. Sure. In the comics, yeah, in the comics, in the or I think it's episode one or two, Brandon teams up with his uncle and publicly with some of the other superheroes kills his mother and father and he's a huge <gasps> big bad. He's a huge big bad in the comics. Wow. Yeah, and so okay. uh, so again, I was kind of excited to see what Netflix was doing and I was like, "Oh, we're going to see him kind of morph into something different." And the only thing I can think of, uh, and we'll talk about this more towards the end was in the episode uh, the final episode of um what is it? Mm-hmm. How it all ends, I think it was called. Mhm. Yeah. I th- I'm thinking that's how his relationship with his father ends, and maybe give me season two where like something right. big, you know. But anyway. Okay. All right. So episode we're not going to give you season two yet, but episode two <laughs> was called Paper and Stone, and it says Brandon and Chloe. Brandon and Chloe are the main superheroes' um, children. Brandon and Chloe clash with their dad after the Black Star incident. Sheldon confronts a reporter over an expose on the family business. So I thought this was interesting too, because very clearly in the present, he's married to someone. But when we have these flashbacks, he's 
dating this other woman. Um, and it, I kept saying, like, wait a minute, this is not the same woman. Um, and so I was wondering throughout episode one, like, how does he wind up with this woman? And then she's introduced in episode two as this newspaper reporter who writes this expose about his father. And we should mention that at the beginning of episode two, again, um, Josh Duhamel's father, Sheldon's father, owns this big family business and Sheldon and Walt, his children, work for him. And this all takes place in 1929. And so the stock market crashes and it crashes right after, I guess maybe it was the first episode, Walt keeps saying to the father and to Sheldon, we need to, um, or they were saying, we need to expand, we need to expand. And he was saying, ugh. I don't think it's a good idea. I really don't think we should expand. And they're like, Psh, you don't know what you're talking about. And they expand. And then the stock market crashes. Um, and, you know, they're like, we're going to lose everything. And the father is talking to Sheldon. And he's like, oh, you know, it is what it is. We're going to be fine. Don't worry. I'll meet you downstairs. And he's like, okay. And he starts to walk away. And the dad, I think, like, takes off his watch. And then he just jumps off the side of the building. Um, so that's really the beginning of this episode and Sheldon kind of having to, having to deal with that. And then throughout the episode, there's this expose written saying that the father had stolen, um, a bunch of money from the employees, right? And the father hadn't been an honest businessman after all. And Sheldon's furious, right? And he runs down to the newspaper office. He's like, who is this? Who is this? And it turns out that the reporter is the woman who later becomes his superhero wife. So that, again, I thought that was a really great way to draw us into the story because now we have this vested interest to see how that past story plays out. Like, how do these two get together? And that was and a great the, scene. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was, no, I was just going to talk about the present, but we can keep talking about the past. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I liked that scene because Grace came out, you know, the first time you see her, she's fighting with her boss. She's standing up for herself because she's a woman in a man's world. So you interesting, you, you instantly see her as interesting and, and spunky yeah. and all those things that you want in a heroine. And she tells Sheldon, nothing rattles me. And he goes off on her and leaves. And then she sits down clearly rattled. And you're like, okay, that's chemistry. Right. <laughs> right. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, in the present, one of the superheroes, um, Petra, she's talking to her father and they're talking about being a hero and, you know, he's in a wheelchair and she's talking about trying to be brave. Again, these were more minor characters who become more important later. But I, I, I wish I knew more about them. I felt like they would give us little bits and pieces of them throughout, but not enough for me to be truly, truly invested because I feel like there were really interesting stories there too and they weren't developed. So that's something I'm hopeful about for season two. I think some of that was nice about the side characters is that they kind of help progress the idea of doubt within like the union of superheroes. That Yeah, that's maybe, true. Because in the episode one... Uh, Josh Josh Dumel's uh, character, he's like, I have this code, here are my rules, and now it's like, well, your rules aren't helping. And right. And so you kind of start seeing this with those like minor characters a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think I think the, the minor characters played a, a nice part in that. So one thing that was never really clear to me was this idea of of his of the code, right? Like part like I always thought that it was. 
something that they had all been told when they became superheroes. Like, I, I didn't really understand how come... And that was why I wasn't sure. Like, is it his code? Did he say, all right, we're all superheroes now, and this is the code we're going to live by? And then they were all like, okay. Or as they went through, which we didn't really see, like what happened when they went from themselves to superheroes. I mean, we did, but we didn't see the actual transformation. Like, was this like knowledge that was just like, you know, transported into their heads, like, and these are the rules of being these superheroes, you know? Like, did they make up the name, the Union of Justice? Was that what it was? The Union of Justice? I, I thought it the was union the Union. Of, maybe it was just the Union. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, that that was something that was never clear to me. Is this his rule? Because if it's his rule, I get why people are bucking against it, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, you're not the boss yeah. of me. But if it's the rule of being... A superhero, hey, if you're going to, like, you've been charged, you're chosen, you're a chosen one, and part of being a chosen one is this rule, then that's a little more difficult to buck up against, you know? I don't know. I I hate, I'm with you, 100%. I hate that we didn't get to see what happened when the acid trip on the island ended, and all of a sudden they're flying back to the boat. I'm like, what happened? And I think that, and and again, I wish they'd, if they'd given us something earlier on, because I was wondering that about the code all along too. And then I think maybe that scene at the end where they're all sitting around a table talking and they, you know, what are we going to use our powers for? And then Walt made that sort of foreshadowing joke about world domination. Um, Right. I think maybe that's kind of where the code was born, but obviously it was Sheldon's dogma. No, I agree. And we can talk about it when we get there, but I felt like he like said it at the table almost like it was already known. Hmm. Like, hey guys, remember, this is the code. You know? And and that was the piece that was just a little bit unclear to me. I don't know. Hmm. Well, something that we're also leaving out here, you know, we talked about Sheldon and Brandon and the mom, but we have Sheldon's daughter, Chloe, who's like, forget this hero stuff. I don't want any part of it. And completely rebels. And basically has no relationship with Sheldon or really the rest of the family, kind of. Yeah. She's right. like her own little, you know, drug addicted issues. And she's just off the beaten path, kind of. In a bad wig. Right. Let's not forget. Yeah. In a bad wig. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. True. And I have to be honest, if I had to watch her snort any more cocaine, like it was getting to, like, I was like, enough with this like we get it we get who she is and what she what her issues are I don't know I felt like they kind of overplayed that aspect of her unless they I felt like I got it she's so struggling with who she is and who she wants to be and the expectations on her and those kind of things I don't know I almost felt like it was a little bit overdone I've never had to deal with being an unwanted superhero but still I I just (laughs) felt like it was a little much but have you ever snorted a gallon sized bag of glitter Amy that's the real question yeah what was that well we're not there but that was another one like I don't know what a mess she's take us to episode three episode three painting the clouds with sunshine worried about Sheldon's uncharacteristic behavior George pays him a visit a foiled theft lands Hutch on the wrong side of a superpowered crime boss. So I have to be honest with you, episodes three and four, I got so into watching, I forgot to take any notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I no will have to say episode that. three and four. Um, Hutch but is one I, of my favorite characters. Agreed. Yes, yes. And absolutely. he kind of looks like a very tan, 
I know uh, what you're going to say. Say Zac it. Zac Efron. Yes. Yes, he did. He has yes, the he exact, exact face of Zac Efron. Yeah, it was exact crazy. Face. It was exact crazy. Um, so uh, this is the episode. So I don't remember what. It, oh, it's at the funeral. At his father's funeral, Sheldon like has an episode. They probably would have called it back in the 1800s, right? He has like this fit where he he's like, Rah! he's hearing this sound and he, he winds up bleeds. passing out and, yeah. and his nose is bleeding and he passes out. And from then on, like he's just crazy. He's just talking to someone that nobody else can see. But when we can see through Sheldon's eyes, he's talking to his dead father um, who keeps showing up. And, and speaking to him and really kind of antagonizing him with half of his head missing <laughs> as if he had shot himself in the head, which I thought was really interesting. Like, he f- he jumped off of a really high building and the only thing that appeared to have happened to him was that he was missing part of his skull. Like, I don't know, it was very... It, the way that they represented him was strange. But anyway, and he keeps seeing things too, right? And he's frantically like drawing what he sees and drawing what he sees and drawing what he sees um and so he's just kind of crazy at this moment nobody knows what to do and walt walt and george george is sheldon's best friend walt's brother they hate each other but george literally goes to see uh, i'm sorry walt literally goes to see george and he's like I wouldn't be here if it was important. You need to come and talk to him. So then George goes to see him and he's like, what's going on? And he's kind of trying to tell him what's going on. And, you know, it's it's hard for him, for George to swallow. He's like, what? And then he's looking at the drawings and he seems to be making sense of the drawings and kind of takes a couple of them with him, right? So, I don't know. It was a really interesting, just to to watch this Again, thinking of the time period, it's 1929. Like, the whole world has gone to pot, and he's, like, he's just super bananas. And you could see how worried Jane and and Walt were about him, but they they really had no idea what to do with it. Like, no idea what to do with it. So I thought it was interesting, too, with George, that he was the one who, who singularly put... Uh, Sheldon back together with his his pep talk and then left yeah and then came back and tore him apart again by showing him the photo like you know it's it's he he took him off the path and put him right back on it which I thought was kind of interesting for his character yeah um I mean the best part of this episode is Hutch and this teleporting stick yes yes what is that stick okay that's awesome awesome so yeah, uh, that stick that belongs to uh, the, the the character that they fish off the boat later on. I know we'll get there, but uh, Richard, his yeah. mm-hmm. his superhero's name is Blue Bolt. Okay. And in the comic books, he he the the when he gets his powers, he gets that stick, and then he makes one for Hutch because Hutch uh, says that Blue Bolt is his favorite superhero, even though his father is Sky Fox. Hmm. But uh, again, that's you know, it, it kind of looked like I couldn't tell if, if Hutch was building it in that, that first time that we it see like him. He was hacking it, or, something. or if he was, yeah, yeah. 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 But I think that belongs. Dope. I think that belongs to Blue Bolt, and we'll figure out maybe later what happens to Blue Bolt in general because we don't see a lot of him at all. Right. Right. Well, the, the, this is. I'm pretty sure this is the episode where they like he Hutch tries to do the heist. The heist goes wrong, 
and then the like two bodyguards confront him. They take his stick. So cool. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he doesn't need to be holding it to activate like the teleportation. And he's like shark infested waters. And I love it. To, and then he says home and it comes back to him in his hand. And then he sends it to like big guy's heart and it goes to the yeah. guy's heart, kills him off. So I was just like, yo, this is this is crazy now. Like, and there's nothing like that in the comic yeah. universe anywhere else. Like that's so unique. I love that. Yes. So that was pretty cool. I thought Hutch is a real cool character. The fact that he is Sky Fox's uh, son, and it looks like he's building something either for his dad or not. Uh, but all these heists are to get parts for this machine of sorts. Yeah. Right. So that's my question I had there at the end of episode three. What's he building? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think a great, Go ahead. I think a great theme that's coming through by by this episode and, and continues to ring through as we, and we'll talk more as we get into the other episodes is just um, you know so many superheroes have origin stories with dead uh, dead parents or or a dead loved one, um, and in this case, almost all of the the um, conflict the with the origin stories involve living parents or in Sheldon and Walt's case or in Sheldon's case I should say the, the ghost of a parent um, mm. but I kept writing down worthiness being worthy because almost every character somehow feels like they're not worthy of the love or respect of somebody um, and so for Hutch his father left forever ago and he you know is trying to find him obviously there's the Chloe and the Brandon being worthy thing and even if you look at the characters sitting around the table of you know the for the original union um you know grace is a woman fitz is black uh walt feels so estranged from his father and um and in the comic books and they nod a little bit to it on netflix but richard uh he he's gay he talks about right. having that special friend that he misses yes yeah in the comic books he's all over the place but uh but, okay but, but to be gay in the 1920s you know, right. So all these people feel like they're not worthy. And I remember when, well, some stuff for episode eight I'll talk about. But anyway, that, so okay. as, I, as, I, as I watch this, so every character that comes out, there's this kind of central theme of, of feeling like they merit something. It could be up to the, it could be up to, um, the code or a parent or something, but they're all feeling like they're falling short. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So episode four is called All the Devils Are Here. And with her party, with her partying spiraling out of control, Chloe nears rock bottom. I really just needed her to get to rock bottom. Um, <laughs> Sheldon encounters hardship in his search for the answers to the visions haunting him. So again, I have no notes about episode four, um, but I. So I'll be honest with you, I'm not really sure. I remember exactly what happened in this episode. Episode so I'm gonna rely four. On you episode four. You really get Chloe really. You really see her drug addiction taking a hold of her. You see the flashbacks with Sheldon looking for the windmill. So it's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. You, you do get introduced to uh, Nick of Time, which was pretty yes. cool introduction. <laughs> a good introduction and a good exit for him as he kind of, you know, plays Chloe, you know, hooks up with her. They have a little romantic night. And then the next morning he's like, hey, could you put in a good word with your dad so I can get into the union? And she's like, yeah, they'll ask you a question. Can you take a hit? And then she punches him straight out of the building. And who hasn't uh, wanted to punch a one-night stand through the wall of a building, <laughs> you know, the next day? I, that resonates for me. So, and then, and then you kind of see Chloe. She does have that bag of glitter, cocaine, whatever. 
and she has the party in her apartment and she ODs and somehow Hutch finds her and takes her to the hospital, takes care of her and they end up kind of uh, eventually being uh, in some kind of weird relationship. Yeah. And that's so, pretty much it for episode four. Episode four wasn't that exciting. Agreed. But a lot well, of things happened. Know. Well, and you know, like, Amy, it progressed so, the story, but that's it. it. The way Amy was saying she wished Chloe's rock bottom just would have happened a lot faster. I wish that Sheldon's little vision quest would have just been a dream. Like one night, yeah, that was wake really up long. with visions. And, yeah, I mean, the whole trip to Kansas going into the basement, I mean, didn't need it. But yeah, you did. Because when he was there, that's when he sees this table in the basement, and then and he knows the he needs to get. who he needs to get. Because episode five is all about collecting the crew for the mission. I just wish he'd had one dream one night and didn't make us go. No, to I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> Back to Chloe for a second, though. So again, you have Hutch doing another heist, right? And he gets, he gets um, you know, the two girls and he gets that guy who he tricks into coming saying they won't do it without you, but they really just wanted the van. And then they wind <laughs> up accidentally like almost running over Chloe. And I did think that was interesting um, that they, they show everything kind of from Hutch's point of view, right? So they have that whole day unfolding for Hutch. And then they go back, and I didn't realize they were doing it until they get to the point where the van almost hits her. But they have that whole day unfold for Chloe. And I thought that was an interesting way of telling the story, too. Um, That was something that I actually did kind of like, where, you know, we see how Hutch gets them all on board. Like, no, we have to go do this. We have to go do this. They get in. They get this bag of crystals, whatever it is. They have it in the van. And then... They go back and start Chloe's day where Chloe winds up, you know, she just totally messes up. Um, she's She winds up being late because she was hung over. She winds up being late to this uh, photo shoot that she was doing for this car manufacturer, right? And she does this photo shoot and, you know, she is high the whole time she's doing it. And then she thinks she's done and she's like, all right, we're done. And they're like, oh, wait, no, we need the superhero pose. And she's like, what do you mean? And then they show her a picture like we want you holding up the car. So again, as much as Chloe and her spiraling bugged me, that and then nick of time, like every every time she has something for herself, it winds up being about the superhero thing, right? So although it bothered me, I thought it was well done how they kept introducing these things into her life. And you're like, okay, look at this. Like, what's her problem? Like, she's a model. She's got this great job. She's on the cover of Vogue, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and that would, for me, if I'm her, that puts this doubt in my head, right? Do they want me because I'm a good model? Or do they want me because I'm um, Utopian's daughter? Because they want me to do the superhero pose. And then, of course, she throws the car. Uh, here, here's a superhero pose. And then she throws the car. And then she's walking out. She's talking on the phone to her agent. And they're like, you're fired, man. And she's like, ugh. And then we have that impact again that we've already seen. Um, you know. But anyway, in that impact, that's when the, fan, the, the van busts open and the whatever it is that they just stole spills out. So I didn't think that was drugs. I, I thought, thought they were like, nano- like some... nanites or something. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like it was like some kind of special particle or something because when she's snorting it back at her apartment, I'm like, 
oh, dude, I don't think you're supposed to be snorting that. Like, I, I don't think that's what you think it is. Um, and then, like, she almost had, like, a blue light that went through her when she was doing that. And then she calls her friend. She's like, you got to get over here. And I'm like, what is... And I thought that was going to play, be bigger in the story. Same. Like, what effect is this going to have on her? But then it was never really mentioned again. I so I like thought that some... was interesting. I thought some like supervillain was going to show up and click his hand, click his fingers, and all of those heroes were going to stand up and be like robotic, like his new right. slaves or something. Like right, because yeah, exactly. I don't know. I thought there was going to be vine. more. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's episode four. Episode five is what's the use? And in episode five, it says Sheldon tries to assemble a dream team for his quest into the unknown. An autopsy unearths a puzzling object that connects to Chloe's new acquaintance. Um, so I had written for this one, collecting the crew for the mission, because that's what I really felt <laughs> yeah, this episode was I about. Put, I put Sheldon <laughs> trying to put the crew together. Yeah. I mean, that's but what I, it is. He's just walking around trying to convince people to join him, but he won't tell them what they're doing. And I also um, put here a little slow. Like, this episode for me was probably the slowest one in the whole series. Uh there wasn't much. The only entertaining factor was Barnabas Wolf. He was, he was great. He was an he annoying was. little guy, but he was great. <laughs> he was. He played that role. When he changed um, the mom's dress or outfit oh, into red, I yes. was like, oh, this guy's terrible. I love it. <laughs> and she, Grace was all giggly. She's like, oh, Barnabas, you're lucky I like red. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> so That's very I, true. But, yeah, they find the clock, the father's clock. A little mm-hmm. watch, pocket watch inside Black Star, who's the fake Black Star, right? And mm-hmm. that's that's about it. That's that's all I have for this episode. Nothing besides putting the crew together and struggling to do that. It was like this was a filler episode for me. Yeah, it was a filler episode, but I liked I liked watching him try to collect these people. Like he he couldn't tell them. I had this vision, you were in it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I thought it was really interesting to watch him go around. Like, okay, first up, um, Grace, right? He's got to go to her and he's got to tell her, like, I want you to be a part of this. And she's like, you know, so he's come in and screamed at her at her place of business, right? So he's got to get her on board. And then these two men who worked for his father, um, who his father stole from, he has to get the son on board and just, again, watching him have to convince people to go with him without explaining why he wants people to go with him, but promising them that it's going to be worth it. But I can't tell you why it's going to be worth it. It was just, it was very, I found that pretty interesting. Slow, yes, um, when compared to the other episodes, but I still thought it was interesting watching him connect that crew um, or collect his crew but all right episode six cover her face grace sees firsthand how the code is affecting the younger superheroes tempers flare aboard the ship as sheldon forges ahead with his expedition what were your thoughts on this one was this a slow one for you no because i'm pretty sure this is the one where the that at one point the, the mom gets put in a position where you see those minor characters fighting battles and they're fighting these villains. And I think they say it in this episode, the villains are playing by new rules. It's not just mm. bank robbing anymore. Now they're okay. now they're killing us. And they had killed one of their members 
one of the young, like, new kids the, on the, the block, sweetest, right? The sweetest, like, most innocent and pure of the whole gang. Yeah. Right. Ghost, and kind of the mom. Bean. Yeah, and the mom kind of, like, goes on the warpath and ends up killing the guy, the villain there. Right. And so uh, you, you, you're, you again, go back to the very first episode when the son killed the fake black star. Now the mom just killed someone, and it's like... I don't think the mom killed him. She didn't kill him. She, she no, like that was she, her oh. whole thing. She said, "Jana uh, dies, and Baryon gets to live." Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It, but she, it was close. Yeah, but I, I think this was a pivotal moment for her because when she was holding Ghostbeam and Ghostbeam was, you know, dying in her Flickering. arms and saying, <laughs> "I, I, I kept up the code," and then she mm. dies in her arm. Like she's not a superhero. Then she's a mom. Mm. Right. You know, she's the first gen. This is the next gen. It's dying in her arms. She's estranged from her, one and a half of her kids. I mean, and, and for Ghostbeam to die in her arms, I think is what really chipped away. At, and, and then, you know, the next time you see Grace, she's standing up to Sheldon uh, about um, that they autopsy they're going to do. Yeah. Yes. And, and, this was- and at the same time in this episode, this is when they're on the ship and there's that terrible storm and, and Sheldon just loses his mind and they're all like ready standoff. to like yeah. revolt. And Grace is the one who steps in and she's the one who calms Sheldon down. And she's like, hey, like, let's all just calm down. Like, again, she's the voice of reason in the past. And now she's starting to try to be the voice of reason in the present as well. Um, and she and questions I thought that was his code, right? Yeah. yeah. The question is cool. Like, it doesn't fit anymore. Right. Yeah. And so, yep. And they find and the then, island. Right? right. The watch cracks, right? They're, they're all like, ah, you know, Sheldon's like freaking out. And then he's looking at the watch and then the watch cracks. And as soon as it cracks, everything stops. And then they turn and look and there's the island. So episode seven. <laughs> Next um, week on Lost. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Exactly. <laughs> Um, episode seven is called Omnes Pro Uno. The perilous final leg of their journey pushes Sheldon's ragtag team to the brink. Walter reaches out to a questionable source to extract information. So episode seven, the first note that I wrote is at this point, and this is, again, this is what I wrote in the moment, not knowing what was going to happen later. I said, at this point, I really need to know how George went bad because it's breaking my heart to know that it's going to happen eventually and it doesn't make sense to me because I feel like Walt is the bad one. And that's what I wrote in episode seven. Because um, it just wasn't, okay. it just Detective wasn't playing Cusso, along for me. look at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I felt like that was also foreshadowed here because, you know, he and Sheldon really didn't get along the whole time and then there's this, this part when Walt's hand doesn't light up the wall, right? Mm. They're all standing and they have to, you know, they, they seem to pass. They're they, all, all these tests on the island, right? And then they're, they're, there's this final thing where he touches the wall. And when and Sheldon touches the wall, it lights up. And then each of them goes up and they touch the wall and it lights up. And then Walt touches the wall and it doesn't light up. And not only does it not light up, but George's light goes out. And so Grace is like, I think this is about the two of you. You need to work through That's whatever good, you have going on. It's a good impression. Can you f- <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> and then they look at each other, and apparently through their glance, they communicate that they have forgiven each other. And the wall knows. <laughs> Bygones. Bro-coding. <laughs> <laughs> 
then all of a sudden their hands light up again. And then, or, you know, uh, George's hand lights up. Walt puts his hand on the wall again, and it doesn't light up. But now Sheldon's light goes out. And so Grace, again, is like, it's also about you two. And so now they have to look at each other, and then they like, put their hands on each other's shoulders. and that. But again, there's, like, such resentment that Walt has for him. And it comes out when they're on, on that the cliff. island, right? Right? It comes out where he's like, you were always dad's favorite. Like, you know, I worked at the factory. You just blew in and we're like, hey, everybody, I own this factory too. But I'm the one who put the time in. And like, but dad still loved you best and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, I always felt like dad liked, liked you best. And so again, I make this note. This is so strange. I find it interesting that they're so close now. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And then the the last piece, because there's stuff going on in the present that I want to talk about too, but the last piece was, so they, they, they get the their hands finally all light up on the wall, and then this beautiful pattern emerges, and then the wall opens up, and like they get They're to walk Jupiter. through, and it's just so <laughs> cool, and they walk to like this area, and who you see giving you the message about that you're worthy is earlier they had had a conversation and it was such a like ridiculous plot device to get us to this point but i get why they had to do it if you could see one more person you know who's dead who would you see and then they all named who they would see and oh my goodness can't you you know believe it here on Jupiter, they each see the person that they would want to see. So George sees his mother because he didn't get to say goodbye to her when she died. And Walt and Sheldon get to see their dad. And Grace gets to see her grandma, I think, maybe. And um, uh, Richard gets to see this man that he had met on a boat, I think. <coughs> and, boyfriend. Um, boyfriend. <laughs> yes, clearly. They don't say it that way, but clearly. And then... Um, is that it? No. Uh, um, oh, that's where the grandmother was. George sees um, his mother and Grace saw her yes. uncle who had died at war. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy sees his grandmother, right? So mm-hmm. they all get to see and get the message from this person that they love. And I thought that was a really nice touch, Agreed. right? Just this, you know, this is who comes to you is someone who you who you really love and really miss. And I thought that was great. Well, Meanwhile. Can I chime in real quick? Home, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I want, like, I tip my hat to the actor, the uh, Walt, um, ben, ben Daniels, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He, that scene on the cliff where he was scream crying at Sheldon about, you're the reason dad died. Yeah. That was, and again, like, hello, <laughs> could you be more like, like a Disney villain at this moment? But, like, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, I'm making notes like, it's Walt, it's Walt. Um, but when they got to the acid trip Jupiter and all of those central figures in their lives started speaking to them at the end of that speech their voices all came together in unison and they said you are worthy and when walt heard his father alien being or not say you are worthy the look on his face like i went back and watched that clip like three times it was mm-hmm. just you could just see this kind of craving fulfilled and it was such an incredible moment um mm. but yeah but, but again, it, for me, after I saw that, I kind of went back and looked at some of the other episodes again just for that whole worthiness theme um, mm-hmm. because I felt like that really was a, a big moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in the present, we meet Raiku. Um, Love her. She's dope. Yeah, right? She's definitely dope. So she's another, she has the same power that Walt has kind of like she's this like a psychic. Ninja. 
Yeah, she's a ninja, though. Um, and she can help read the mind of this dead, you know, the, the guy who's not actually Black Star that they killed. Black Hawk? Black Star? Dark Star. Dark Star. Dark Star, yes. No one corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to help Walt because Walt can't get in and read his mind because the guy's been dead for a while and, you know, his brain got punched in by Brandon. Um, it was interesting, though. When they're introducing Raikou to us, right, it's immediately the show had a different feel. I, I don't know how to explain it. It it kind of suddenly in those scenes where she they're introducing us to her when she's fighting, right? It was almost like the difference if in the middle of a Marvel movie, all of a sudden you're watching a DC movie. Like, you know how they have very different feels in their movies, like the DC universe versus the Marvel universe? And just in that weird, like, I don't know, it was a very strange, just in that scene, I was like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. Um, but um, still, she they they introduce her as this character, and she's somebody that I want to know more about. Um, I'd love some backstory on her. But then, you know, they go and get her, and they're like, you need to come and help us with this, not autopsy, but the reading of a dead man's mind, um, which she didn't really want to do, but... You know, she's for hire. So she's like, all right, you got to pay me some money and then I'll come and do it. And you could tell that Walt was not really into it. Um, but Grace was like, no, you need help and we're going to go get her. So I thought she was a really interesting addition to the show. Yeah, she was cool. She was you cool. know, it makes like a decade ago, like when The Walking Dead started, they used to have these webisodes online and they'd air, they'd be like 10 minutes long, five minutes long, and they'd air little pieces of them in between the episodes and I would love to see something like that for this yeah. series like a, a Raikou story and like a what happened between George and Walt story like all that stuff um, yeah I would eat it up oh absolutely absolutely um, so then we get to the last episode because there's only eight um, and it's this called how it yeah oh oh my gosh so much <laughs> happened here so it says how it all ends as Walter's situation grows dire, Sheldon and Brandon join forces in a do-or-die showdown with a supervillain. Hutch runs into pr- trouble during a heist. What do you got? Because there's so uh, much, I don't even know where to start. I mean, right off the bat, we see Sky Fox. And right. when, when Walter uh, gets inside his brain or his mind, mm-hmm. and he you know, makes his way through there, he confronts what we see as Sky Fox, which mm-hmm. later turns out, we can get to that later part, is yeah. not Sky Fox. But right. thank, <laughs> thankfully, it's it's an aged Sky Fox, and thankfully he's wearing his helmet so you can't see a bad wig. Oh, so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so uh, I, thought that, I thought that part was, was, was cool, the whole inside the astral plane mind, you know, fighting sky fox in his mind and then grace coming in to help out and then her fighting and then them somehow finding a way out or sky fox lets them out right with a message right uh so i thought that was that was cool and then we kind of get the little twist there towards the end so i'll save that part when we go over the whole episode but i really enjoyed that getting to see sky fox and thinking that he was the one you know behind everything and okay and I was digging the the Hutch Chloe segment, like the whole uh, mm-hmm. fight. The fight in an airlock is pretty cool. That he couldn't speak to his the the rod to get out of there, 
Uh, and then Chloe busting in. She still looks like a Furby, but she saved his mm-hmm. life. <laughs> right. And then you also have the the battle at the jail where, where I keep saying Black Star, and I know it's not Black Star. Dark Star. I'm pretty sure that's a Dark Star. Yeah. Uh, he escapes from jail, and then you have Brandon fighting him, but he kind of you know gets gets beaten down, and then Sheldon has to come kind of save him. And it's the again we're faced with the I guess overall message of do I have to kill the villain to save his son? Or do I let the villain kill my son? And he kind of hesitates. A totally. Little bit. Yeah. Oh, he definitely hesitates. Yeah. I mean, you see definitely his eyes hesitates. glow like he's about to do something. But then Petra, I think, comes. Petra. And kind right. of like, dis- distracts him enough so that they can kind of take him down. But it leaves a real sour taste in Brandon's mouth. And he's like, yeah, dad. I know because Sheldon's like, I would have saved you. I was going to. And Brandon's like, yeah, I know, but it, but it was not, nah, it was, and you could see it there not at the fast end of the, enough. Uh, episode. Mm-hmm. You could see it there at the end of the episode that Sheldon knows he messed up. Yeah, well, and you know, it's and the irony is that at that point Sheldon had had that conversation with Petra, uh, that made him believe he really stood by the code after all. Um, mm-hmm. But but uh, you know. It, any any inroads that might have made between him and his father, I think his father effectively trashed with that that hesitation. But um, Petra is another one I'd like to know more about. Another webisode I'd watch. Like when she came in and saved the day, and I'm writing notes. I was like Roomba, Tesla. Like what was her name? Like I, I could, <laughs> like I could. She she's this cool character, and I know nothing about her. Uh, but you know, thank God she came in when she did. Right. Yeah, because I, I I don't think he was going to save him. Yeah, I, I think, think so. No, I, think, I don't think he was either. He and was I gonna, think like, nick him or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking was going to happen because I feel like, or he was just, he was just going to put those on, and then like maybe maybe he saw that she was coming in behind, and he was like, "Ooh, I better make this look good." Um, you know, like that's mm. just kind of how it felt to me, like. At no moment do I think that he was going to kill him. I, I really, really don't. Um, and so maybe just, I don't know, maybe in case they were like video cameras, he was like, oh, I better put my eyes on so that uh, I can pretend like I was going to save him because I don't think he was going to save him. I well, don't think he was save him. If Brandon's going to go dark in the future, this would certainly be a good reason for it. So let's jump into yes. that then because everything kind of gets revealed uh, there at the end with Walter and that he kind of planted everything. He he's the one to let Dark Star out, right? Right. Mm-hmm. He's he ends up killing his own daughter. Right? Crazy. Right? And he he kind of is playing this game where it goes back to what Amy said about, you know, they're around the table and they're talking about, well, why do we have this power? He says world domination. So yep. it goes back to that, and it's like, Walter, you jerk. You've been behind all of this. Yeah, so. it, it, it was. It was watching that happen because one of the notes that I wrote um, while he was in the guy's mind, I said, I'm worried about Walt right now, but I'm wondering if Walt is the reason that George went bad, and I'm wondering still if Walt is really the bad guy. So, like, as it's happening, because, it, again, it doesn't jive with anything I've seen. Now, they kept showing George, 
like he was like every time in the past every time they have George in the past he does always have a question like yes he believes you know says okay I believe you and yes he goes along with Sheldon's thing and yes he helps him get people on board but you always see that he's holding a little bit of himself back mm-hmm. you know and even when they're all sitting around the table like George always looks like he's not a hundred percent in right and because Walt was more like vocal about not being a hundred percent in I, I, I suspected him, but I didn't suspect him as much because I was like, this is really just a brother thing. Um, whereas George, so then when they go in and they see George there, I'm like, oh man, you know, like, you know, I don't know. I just, and, and because we don't know where George is, right? Like that's the thing that the Hutch is searching for him and where is he? And oh my God, maybe he really did orchestrate this. And then, you know, totally not. So that leaves me with all these questions like, so was the George that was in his, like, who, is he bad? Is he not bad? Like, I was thinking maybe he manipulated him, but clearly he's bad. But then well, when Walt one, goes into the mind, like, what is happening? I was very confused by the ending. At one point, there is there is a part where George, I don't know if it's when he's inside the mind, it says, you made everyone turn against me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did Walt do something? In the oh, beginning yeah, you're right. that we haven't seen to kind of make almost like you know frame him into doing something and it wasn't really George but it was Walt who did it well and that would all fit into the Walt as the big bad theory but then my question Amy kind of what you were saying why did this whole conversation and this whole fight happen in this setting where there were no witnesses like Grace wasn't there for that Walt had this big fight and a huge conversation with allegedly Sky Fox and there was that was all his theater there was nobody there for that. You know right. what I mean? Like why? It, yeah, it, that's true. It didn't, it didn't add up for me that Walt mm. created this whole scenario and then acted out a play by himself in the middle of it and got his butt kicked too. Yeah, Good that's point. true. But yeah. you know, plot devices—you got to deliver the, got to deliver the text. <laughs> you do. Maybe, you do. Maybe You're he right. did it in case they were able to watch it. Like his daughter was there, right? So oh, his maybe daughter might have. Ah, Diego, you got it. Uh, like, I didn't even think about that too. There you go. <laughs> so overall, but if he's just gonna kill her anyway, what? Oh, maybe he wasn't. He, going he wanted her to join him, and then she tried to blackmail him. Man, you're right. You're right. That's true. That's true. Okay, go ahead. I'm overall, sorry. Overall, overall, two thumbs up for me. It. I did. I yeah. loved it. I, I'm comfortable giving it a thumb and a half. Definitely. Okay. Good. We're still definitely. doing half thumbs. I love it. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I definitely want a season two. A hundred percent want a season two. Uh, I, my only fear for season two would be something where they keep doing the flashbacks is too flashbacks too much, and then it just like I think Amy you said it gets a little bit repetitive. I don't want I don't want it to get I don't want it to get drawn out. Like I, right. I, I felt I felt like the the reveal of their origin in the island like. We didn't get that till episode seven. Like, was that too far to like see that part? Was that dragged on too much? Like, so I don't want things to drag on. I don't want you to just extend. I thought it, it was okay it. for this. The flashbacks that we need, but they have to do flashbacks because now we need to see how George goes back George. and how yep. Walt goes back. Like, we need to see how both of those things happen. Yeah. So just don't drag it on. We, we're gonna. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mark, what about you? Um, I'm digging the half thumb. I'm giving it a thumb and a half. Uh, I feel like okay. all the ingredients are there. They might have yes. overcooked the first batch. I'm ready for a second helping. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think, I think uh, 
so uh, Mark, you uh, you read all the comics? Like, is that? Yeah. Well, so I I didn't read the comics. Uh, I watched the show. I wanted to go in pure, and then afterwards I googled hard and pretty much read okay. every comic page on this computer screen. I think I'm okay. um, I'm invested to go to my local comic book you should. store and, and and read the comics. I plan to, uh, and then and then I'll be able to uh, the next, hopefully there's a season two and we can review that, and I'll have a a little bit more in depth knowledge of it. And it's a but whole did, it's okay. a whole different story. It really is. It's like they, the characters are so shuffled and the storylines are told laid out differently. It's I, I'm gonna go get the comics too. Okay. Nice. Well, we will have you back for season two then. Yeah, take that, Damon. so we're gonna do damon's favorite part without him and oh yeah anything you're looking forward to watching yes um i have quite a lot that i want to watch and again who knows how much i'll actually get to but i want to watch um the upshaws i want to see the woman in the window i want to see the mystic river i want to see oxygen i want to see the strange house i want to see i have a documentary on my list this time diego you should be very proud of me i want to see money explained (laughs) (laughs) i want to see money explained um i want to see season two of love death and robots which is coming out this week i want to see jungle beat and then um also coming out this week is season three of camp cretaceous so that's what i'm going to be watching Mark, what do you got? Oh, uh, well. you're looking forward to? I didn't know season three of Camp Cretaceous was coming out, so I'll be watching that with my kids probably seven or eight okay. times. Um, <laughs> Oxygen, for sure. The Woman in the Window, I'm excited about. Um, but uh, Oh, and then, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, special? Yeah. Yeah, um, That that's a really, he's, he's a brilliant comedian, and it's his second season, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Okay. What about you, Diego? Oh, I definitely have love, uh, love and robots. That's definitely mm-hmm. on my list. I have a food documentary. There haven't been any, but what? this one comes out May twenty sixth. It's called High on the Hog: How African American Cuisine Transformed America. So Ooh. I'm definitely uh, Camp Crustaceous season three comes out May twenty first. Mm-hmm. I I'm hearing so many good things about this Who Killed Sarah. Oh, I watched out. season one. Season one was great. So I might catch season one to see it because season two comes out May 19th. Okay. All right. And that's a, that's about it that really catches my off. Because I feel like there's a lot of movies coming out um, right. more so than series this time around. But I think series-wise, Love, Death, and Robots, that's my number one. I'll definitely be binging Which that. is a quick watch. Yeah. I mean, the if it's set are like, up some like episodes season are like one. 50, yeah, some episodes yeah. are like 10 minutes. Uh, but mm-hmm. season one was so dope. So yeah. I'm really looking. And then Army of the Dead also. Okay. So, All so right. that's, that's about it. We'll, we'll figure out what we're going to watch and we'll let everyone know. Uh, final thoughts? Anything? No. Just, again, you know, we were, hope, we're hoping that you guys will come and interact with us on the Facebook page. And, again, if there's something that you think we should be watching, tell us. Because we'll watch it, and we will talk about it, and maybe we can have you on to chat with us. So That's right. So special thanks, Mark. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you. I had a blast. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, hopefully Damon will be back on next episode. Check us out on Facebook, on iTunes. Leave a review. Give us a like, a download, and we will catch everyone next time. Bye, everyone.
Just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix Corporation. This podcast for entertainment purposes only, and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online.